Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, first things first. Have you seen these horny pics of Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde well, in Italy? Obviously. <laughs> I've seen the pics. I've seen the page six, like, clipped together paparazzi video. <laughs> Did they turn it into, like, a slideshow? Yes. I've read the whole story three times. This is, like, bigger to me than when Trump's tax returns got released. It's just... It's a lot. It's a big story. It's a big story. So... Page six exclusive, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde can't keep their hands off each other in Italy. Currently 50,147 people are reading this story according to page what? six. How do you know that? It just says trending now and it says the number of people reading it. Oh my God. I know. That's so many people. I thought it would be more. <laughs> Below, Courtney Kardashian wears bridal Minnie Mouse ears with Travis Barker. <laughs> 25,000 people are looking at that. Yeah. Mine's is 37,000. Oh, I need to refresh. Congrats to Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani who got married in an intimate. We're just reading out all the page I'm six honestly, headlines now. I'm so happy for Gwen Stefani. I could cry. I like forgot they were even together. Yeah, because what happened? What she had a naughty husband who bust the nanny as That's her, right. and she discovered on the iPad, which is like so 2009. Aww. And then that's a right. minute after they broke up. Her and Blake Shelton, who were co-workers, got together. And they're just one of those, like, nice little unusual couples that just kind of make sense. And I think he was going through a divorce at the same time. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. And I he's them. a country, like, bumpkin. She wore she's... cowboy boots for the wedding. And he – oh, wait, why are we talking about this? I read that he – did you read this? He no. built the chapel by hand <laughs> okay. in their garden. Jesus. I know, because he wanted it to be a testimony to their love or something, which is disgusting. That's but I just foul. I stand it. So he like hand carved this chapel for them to get married in. Oh my God. I know. I get you a man. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde can't keep their hands off each other under the Tuscan sun. The couple can be seen enjoying themselves on a yacht in Monte Argentario, <laughs> a scenic region CNN called Southern Tuscany's best kept secret in 2019. I'm, I'm 
Sia, I'm going to Monte Argentara. I thought Izzy was going to Cornwall today and she was like, it's just an island off the coast of Morocco. I was like, what? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where Izzy's going. This is going to be me in a second. Yeah. So, yeah, in these photos, Olivia Wilde is wearing a very cute navy bikini, high-waisted bottoms. Harry Styles is matching her in a cute blue cap. Well, they're both in head-to-toe navy against the navy ocean, which just makes I, – I, I know these aren't staged, but I, it just – Oh, my it, God, great. I know. I'm Give saying I know they're not. I'm just saying they're, like, very aesthetically pleasing. They look like a Slim Aaron's photograph. It's Harry Styles, of course. It's just funny that they're both like, oops. Yeah. I bet yeah, I bet yeah she put that on and then he put it on because he's so cute. <laughs> but um uh, and then in some photos they're drinking orange wine and others they're reading, they're pashing, they're dancing. They're dancing. Can you deal? This is your like dream holiday that she's having. It's quite crazy. I don't I this sounds really I don't know. I hate myself for even saying this and saying it publicly to thousands of people, but I just didn't think they were going to last. And I don't know why, because I know Olivia Wilde is, Olivia Wilde is ridiculously hot. She's obviously cool if she created Booksmart, but for some reason, I just thought she was just like a tad too chuggy for Harry Styles. Like I just thought Harry Styles would be like, when Paul Mescal got super famous on Normal People and then started dating the fucking coolest girl ever, Phoebe Bridges, I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that is amazing. And I thought that Harry Styles has been through the Kendall Jenners, who are obviously like pretty model stage and he's probably just... And then he went out with, what's her face, Camille Rowe, who's mm-hmm. a pretty model but very cool. And then I didn't, I don't know, I saw him going for like... Someone really ulty or something. Yeah. I kind of, this makes sense in my brain, Mm. this coupling. If I was waving a magic PR wand, I would align (laughs) those two. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that's, I'm just, I, yeah, this, this makes sense in my brain, but yeah, I don't know. I'm happy for them. I'm happy it's still going strong. Yeah, it's it's really cute that it is. And congratulations. There's so many new couples, new couple debuts. So I feel like both of us don't really understand the significance of the Zendaya Tom Holland thing. Yeah, Do because you? we're not children that watch Spider-Man. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the children who watch Spider-Man thought – they were dating like four years ago and everyone has been shipping them forever and ever and ever. And then they were seen pashing in a car, which is really cute. Oh, that's nice. And then Pete Davidson and Phoebe Denver pashing at Wimbledon. Yeah, I was just saying to you before, I can't. That's just a celebrity romance. I just can't quite get my brain around, even though I get that it's just like a rite of passage to have like a three-month sojourn with Pete Davidson if you become a famous woman under the age of 25. Mm. But they seem the most random to me. This is the first time I've ever thought he's hot, ever. Right. And I think it's because he has a bit of a tan. He usually looks like half dead. Looks like he's had whipped some Saint Tropez on his bod. Yeah, he does actually. If you are like Island Paradise, what are they mm. called? Isle of Paradise. Isle of Paradise. Fake tanning drops. Yeah, his skin just looks nice. He looks healthy. He, looks he does good. look healthy, and he's like kind of bulked out a little bit or something. Mm. I like his necklace. I like his shoes. Wimbledon is so random as a. Actually, no, it's not. I'd love to go to Wimbledon. I've been watching it all week. It's random as a 
like celebrity place. place. Like Joe Wicks was with Kate Middleton in a box yesterday and I was like, this is so much to deal with. Joe Wicks? Yeah. That guy. Joe Wicks of Grace O'Neill fame. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's like really famous in the UK. Him the and Kate Middleton were in a box together and it just took me like a personal second. Personal trainer guy. Yeah. He was wearing a really slick three-piece suit. Oh, my God. Random. I know. Yeah, everyone go. I mean, obviously, you'd want to go if you're a celebrity and then and then it just Sienna Miller was there. She's dating a gazillionaire now, mm. which I'm really proud of her yeah, for doing. <laughs> Been friends for years. She should be. Um, She's another one who was gypped by the nanny. Oh, yeah. And he had to apologize. Those were the days. Yeah. I mean, Justin Timberlake didn't, did an Instagram apology recently. That's – yeah, okay. That's true. Okay, I have, a, I have a recommendation for you this week. I don't think we've talked about this before. Sorry if we have. It's a pod called Nice White Parents. No, we haven't. And it's – But I've got it saved on my thing and never listened. Yeah, I was the same. So it was created by New York Times and Serial – and I don't know why I was like hungover on Sunday and just wanted to listen to something. And then Serial had uploaded the whole thing to their feed mm. to try and get more people mm-hmm. listening to it. So I listened to the whole season and it's just amazing. It's such an interesting podcast. It's basically about, you know, the gentrification of formerly black and Latino neighborhoods in Brooklyn by white parents. And basically what these white parents are coming in and doing is going to public schools sending all their kind of agreeing together to send all their kids there on mass and then holding these private fundraisers to raise money to get the school better facilities. But the facilities they're raising money for are these really white centric things. So it's like French lessons, um, orchestra practice, <laughs> cultural lessons? trips. The whole first episode is about how they wanted to create this French dual language program. Oh my God. And the uh, journalist is amazing because she sits in all these PTA meetings and you can hear the, the kind of like Latino and black parents arguing with these white parents who are saying, you know, it's just really important that children are taught to be bilingual and all these parents like, okay, my kids speak Arabic, Spanish and yeah. English. Yeah. Like they're just so condescending and it just kind of shows you, yeah, how annoying white people are. Yes. <laughs> Firstly, always in need of a reminder. And just all of these things that we don't think of that are actually culturally coded as white. Like mm-hmm. I think we assume, you know, everyone wants their kid to travel to Europe or speak another language or learn an instrument or whatever. So many of these things are tied to like really Eurocentric white cultural systems that we then like put on um, the education system even for kids whose parents might not value that stuff. Yeah, that's so true. That's really, really interesting. It's a really interesting pod and it's like really just fun. It's not too serious. It's fun to listen to these parents. I don't know what happens to people when they have kids. They all just like have aneurysms and start having new personalities. I know. It's But I know that I would be like that. It's fun. It's just I like know that I would be. It's like the high school dynamic comes out again. In the parents. Yeah. With their kids. I remember when I was little, when I was like 12, and I remember thinking, when I have a kid, because I was so fucked off that my mum didn't force me to learn stuff. Yeah. Because my stupid, like, ADHD brain, I'd be like, I want to do tennis lessons. And then I'd do two tennis lessons and be like, I want to now play the guitar. And then I'd play the guitar. And then I'd be like, <laughs> I want to, like, literally, I had guitar lessons, keyboard lessons, tennis lessons, ballet lessons, classical dance lessons, hip hop lessons. Like, <laughs> Should have stuck with that one, really. <laughs> um, like all of the lessons. Yeah. 
and know nothing now. And I remember being 12 or 13 or something and just being like, I'm going to force my kid to do tennis lessons. I'm going to force my kid to surf. I'm going to blah, blah. They will be the best at hip hop in this (laughs) school. (laughs) They will be hip hop dancers. Um, I know, but that's what's really hard because I I think about that a lot. Like me and Zach talk about this a lot in terms of parenting where it's like children need to be kind of forced to be disciplined because they're not naturally going to be disciplined and something I feel that I wish – you know, my parents are great, but they, they didn't push me if I didn't like something to do something I didn't like or wasn't good at. Mm. And I think it's really good to say to your kids, it's, it doesn't matter if you're the middle to bottom of the class at this, you're going to keep going because it's good to just have skills that you practice at or whatever. Yeah. But then I also understand if your kid is like, I don't want to go to this. Why are you literally forcing me to go? And then you're paying for it and having to fucking drive yeah. them when you just want to be home. Like, yeah. I'm just going to say, no, I don't care. I know. Kids. Yeah. And there's a bit where they're doing a PTA fundraiser to raise money for the French program. And this mum is like, you know, guys, we haven't had enough donations. Like my friend said at her school, people are donating coach handbags, Tiffany jewelry, tickets to the blah, blah, front seat tickets to the Knicks games. Like what's going on? And everyone's like, we're poor and live in public housing. You fucking freak. Like it's crazy to listen to. Fucking hell. I know. People are really so good. horrible. People are just nuts. That- I went to a spin class yesterday and it was all that kind of people. And I was like, I am never coming back to a spin class again. I yeah. know that some spin classes can be fine. I've been to one before and didn't mind it. But this was in Notting Hill and it was just a whole bunch of like wankers on yeah. bikes. And I was like, this place is not made for me. They would be the mums like screaming about fringe lessons. I know. Yeah. There's some bad people. I have a recommendation for you about a, a bad person, but I know that you've now watched it because I was frantically texting about you about girl, it. Yes. About a naughty bad girl <laughs> called Belle Gibson. So I had like fully forgotten about this story because I don't know, it was it was ages ago, August 2013. Like I can't even work out how old we were still in yeah. the womb. But yeah. Belle Gibson, obviously everyone in Australia is across her, but she is basically one of the first wellness influencers in the world. In 2013, she launched an Instagram from Melbourne where she lived, claiming that she had inoperable brain cancer, which doctors told her would give her only four months to live, but that she'd been living this life without getting any chemo or radiation or any treatment from doctors just through eating healthy and through wellness. And so her story, because it sounds, you know, so crazy and unbelievable, quickly gained hundreds of thousands of followers, which made her one of the first ever wellness influencers in the world. She ended up releasing a well-being app called The Whole Pantry, which was the first ever wellness app in the world, a cookbook of the same name. Her brand was backed by like Penguin. It was backed by Apple, who flew her to Silicon Valley. And they adapted her app for the Apple Watch. So so all Apple Watches were launched with the well, what's it called? The well, the whole pantry actually built into the apps. It's so crazy. She told everyone who followed her that she was giving a portion of her app sales and a portion of like all of the money she was making from her various different things. Um, She was donating to charity. She continuously talked in interviews about her cancer and her how she was healing herself so much so that a huge part of her followers were sick people who were then deciding not to go down the medical route and instead heal themselves through food as Belle had. Yeah, and the BBC 
just did this documentary where they interviewed people who'd been sucked in and who had had like chronic illnesses yeah. and had stopped taking medication because of Bill Gibson. Yeah, so it's called Bad Influencer, The Great Instacon. And I got home on Friday night. My housemate was watching it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, Crank down. that up. I was like, turn it up. <laughs> and then I rewatched it afterwards. And yeah, so basically, eventually, one journalist who'd gone to fucking uni decided to him. investigate. Was he, I, I walked out of the room last night and I couldn't work out. Was he saying that his wife had cancer? His wife had had cancer, yeah. so he'd had the experience yes. of, and he lives in Margaret River, which is like this little town near Perth. I actually didn't see who he wrote for. I think it was the Australian. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, but his wife had had cancer, so he'd started kind of reading about Bell Gibson and was like, this stuff just doesn't make any sense. Like, you can't live with a cancer in your blood spleen uterus liver and brain yeah so she went on years and not look incredibly unhealthy yeah so she at first she said she just had brain cancer and then decided that she that it it had spread all through her body and started like updating her followers about that and yeah that's the thing it's like me and zach were laughing with the caption of that because she was like it's also spread to my blood spleen liver and uterus and i was like i just imagine her like spinning this giant wheel being like and <laughs> uterus yeah like, she's like what will it be i don't know maybe liver because that is the crazy thing about it is if you have lived around anyone with cancer so my stepdad had lung cancer and then it spread to his brain and he had three brain tumors before he died mm-hmm. and if you've lived with someone who has cancer like in the brain you know it's, it's just like so it feels so wild that she got away with it for so long but and I there guess was even a clip where someone on the breakfast show was like, you just look incredibly healthy for she someone just, with six cancers. And I know, she, she was she like, like <laughs> giggles. I was like, you're fucking crazy. But yeah, so that's the thing. Because I was just sitting there being like, how did she get away with it for so long? And the reason she got away, it's because fucking journalists were being so useless. But then once one media outlet doesn't investigate and just believes her, then the next one will believe them because she's been backed by blah, blah. Exactly. And it it just goes on. And then all of these poor followers of hers and all these poor women and, and men and whoever are believing her and stopping treatment, they are believing Belle, but they're also believing the media. They're believing these huge outlets and thinking that they've done due diligence and like checked her story but no one had it's interesting because it was because I, like, I was actually working at l when this happened and l had done a big profile on bell gibson and i was the assistant to the features editor who'd commissioned the story so she actually wrote for l.com.au a kind of explanation and mea culpa about actually how that piece had gotten published when you're watching it you can't believe it but i also know as as me at that time, I don't think I would have questioned it either because I think there was this passing the buck of like, okay, well, if Penguin are releasing a book on it, obviously yeah. Penguin are doing a check. So like Penguin have checked this stuff. So therefore we're safe. Or obviously Apple have checked this stuff. Like everyone just thought everyone else was checking, but Apple would have been like, but she's being profiled in Cosmopolitan and Elwin has a book in Penguin. And then Penguin would have been like, well, she's got an app with Apple. And, yeah. the, and just no one was, everyone was just passing the buck around. And now you look at it, it seems just so incredibly insanely obvious that what she was saying made no sense. But I also think it was those early days of social media where we got confused by the massive numbers and it was almost like journalists, I think, apart from this guy, Richard, who's like a proper newspaper journalist, journalists were looking at 
the numbers and thinking that showed legitimacy mm. as well. Mm. It was just all it, it, it's kind of a fascinating early days of social media story. But the thing I think it was crazy rewatching it is I was like, nothing like this has happened since in the wellness space. Like there's been kind of scam artists, but Bell Gibson is kind of unique in literally just how audacious her scam was. It's so evil too. It's next level evil. There's Anna Dalby who was like lying and stealing from rich people. And yeah. then there's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Like scamming. being a Robin Hood. But then <laughs> literally Bell Gibson <laughs> telling sick people with terminal cancer to not get treatment and then telling everyone else she's donating to charity when she's keeping the money is like beyond psychotic well this is the thing with her i think the reason that i've always felt this level of whatever towards her like i can't feel angry at her is because to me she just seems like incredibly mentally ill and there's footage of her now where she's like Lindsay lohan she's part of this like she's converted to islam and she's part of this small African Islam community in Melbourne where she goes in like a head wrap and speaks in like fake pigeon English and stuff. Like she's not well in the head Mm. and ironically. And I think that even the clips they showed in that video, they showed a clip in that documentary, they showed a clip of Penguin interviewing her about stuff and she was just, you just watch it and you're like, she's just making this up as she's talking. Like she's <laughs> yeah, just insane. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. crazy to watch. It was like everyone's fault for buying it because yeah. she has very manic energy. But she also was just really smart, I guess, because she tapped into this mega industry right on the <laughs> the cusp. Yeah. Bill Gibson walked so Gwyneth Paltrow could run. Yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, basically we didn't actually ever say but she was lying the whole time about all of her cancers and in september 2017 so this what was his name richard yeah just richard, richard broke the name. story and then in september 2017 the australian government fined her two hundred forty thousand pounds so like five hundred thousand dollars for misleading followers about donating money to charity which she still hasn't paid which i find quite funny i'm like can you just not pay fines what's the point of them yeah that's true <laughs> She's just like, hasn't paid it. And yeah, was found guilty of five breaches of consumer law. But I mean, people are just so angry still because she fully would have cost people their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to, I think when the thing happened with her, because she was so culturally fascinating to people, like when she did that insane 60 minutes interview with that pink turtleneck. I was thinking that would be like a really good Halloween costume when I was watching it again last night. Mm. But she, she just came across as so unhinged and so not engaged with the real world that she just became fascinating. You almost forgot the human cost of it. And even just having these people that they interviewed saying, I literally had a terminal illness and I, I literally stopped taking medication and started eating green juices and cutting out gluten because she told me to. Mm. And and when you're in it's, those yeah. situations, you feel so helpless. Like when my stepdad was sick, you just felt like you're relying on this industry that you don't even like. For, I just don't believe this is my conspiracy theory. Yours is about Harry and Olivia. I just don't believe that there's. I don't know. This is going to make me sound stupid maybe, but th- that there's not a cure for cancer or something. I just I just like, don't trust the medical industry in that sense, like the, mm-hmm. the like pharmaceutical industry and just how much money they make from people being sick. Like what we've seen 
we've seen what money does to people and i just think that i don't know i think that there's i just don't believe it as much as other people do and maybe that's just because i've had someone sick in the house with me and who died from it but i was just like it just feels there's like there's so much they're not telling us and then you have someone like bell being like here's another option you can see why it would be so tempting to believe that uh, no a hundred percent that's why what she did was so sick because it just preyed on the most vulnerable yeah people in the world and like you say there is it's like all of these things that are scams there's always some kernel of truth to them like there are people that have basically said i'm finding this like really really intensive you know radiotherapy or chemotherapy or whatever i'm feeling is just not good for my body like Mm. obviously it's not good for your body that sounded stupid, but I yeah, I yeah. feel that this isn't working for me or I literally cannot go through another round of this. And, you know, you have this level of engagement and understanding with your body that a doctor might not just might not be able to empathize with. And like you said, you know, there's so much money tied to the medical industry that it's not even a conspiracy. It's just like people are investigating areas that money's being put behind and that's connected to certain people's Yeah, like that guy who hiked up the – What's his face? Who hiked up the cost of medication? Oh yeah, for HIV. Yeah, for HIV like scrolling. times a bazillion just because he wanted money, and it, it doesn't matter that people are dying. I mean, it's happening now with COVID. Don't yeah, and even like the fact that you know, up countries so that and people will die just to make money. Yeah, and and COVID is also an exam an example of like when it's in everyone's vested interest at the same time to get a cure for something. Yeah, it can happen, and I'm not saying it's as easy to get a vaccine for a for COVID as it is to cure cancer. I'm just saying there's so many, all scientists will say that they're like, there is objective science, but there's not objectivity in what gets funding and what gets like researched. Yeah. So she's like tapped into something that is on a certain degree true. And then it's like exploiting that to make heaps of money. It's interesting. I didn't realize that Richard guy unearthed her because he found a skateboarding forum from 2009. So, so good. And she was lying about her age as well, right? And she was fully. I'd like tack a couple of years off if I was going to yes. do the scam. Like 26, 23. And she was a full emo skate girl. She just looked completely different. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun. She, so she was just that girl that was, everyone yeah. kind of knew at school who, who just lie. lied really to, where you'd start by laughing and joking and poking holes in it then it just got to a point where you just felt guilty so you'd be like okay <laughs> yeah speaking of britney a girl at my school said she was cousins with britney spears yeah a girl from my school said rose from the titanic was her grandmother <laughs> oh my god <laughs> iconic and i was really jealous well, um, i was like hanging out with the britney cousin because yeah. she was britney's cousin right so it worked on you yeah. I was like, fucking hell. (laughs) There was always people that lied for attention and told crazy stories that weren't obvious. And I guess those are the exact kind of people that keep doing that as adults. But it's just so funny that she was so successful doing it. And and it was so funny having her old high school friend coming on the show. And she was just like, we all knew she was lying the minute her Instagram account opened. And we... They said that they were like contacting people being like, she's lying. Well, I remember when we were at L, we got an email after the Bell Gibson story came out saying Bell Gibson's a fake or whatever, but it was written in this really poorly written, terrible, it looked like a spam email. It was like, Bell Gibson's fucking lying, fucking liar, <laughs> dog or something. It was like, 
<laughs> it was so badly done and written and like yeah. crazy wording that in the magazine's defense, I don't think it, they didn't say, okay, we're laying out the yeah. points here, here and here. It was just like some crazy one line email. But yeah, I think it's not funny, but it's, it's funny that that person that we all know <laughs> From school I know. went on to do this you wrote claim she'd lo- she died on an operating table during heart surgery in a skateboarding forum lol <laughs> yeah that's what she did um oh, terrible person anyway so on to shikari richardson who is this amazing sprinter so last month there were all these viral images and videos of her with her long lashes and her orange hair and her long nails, sprinting across the 100-meter finish line, earning herself a spot on the U.S. Olympic team and effortlessly becoming the fastest woman in the whole world. Her time was 10.64 seconds. So everyone was just like, who is this amazing girl? We're so obsessed. She's brilliant. And then last week it came out that she had failed her drug test before the Olympics with marijuana. And then she said, she went on the Today Show and said that she'd smoked weed in a state where it was legal in the US as a means to cope with her depression because she lost her biological mum right before her race and learned of her mother's death from a reporter during an interview. So she didn't even know of it. And then she went home and smoked some weed. And so basically... Now she's not allowed to go to the Tokyo Olympics and there's been, you know, this huge conversation happening surrounding marijuana again because it's it's like, it's hard because obviously in, there's so many different countries who have so many different laws surrounding weed. It's legal in, in like a bunch of places. It was legal where she smoked it. Mm-hmm. It's also not a performance enhancing drug no. at all. The opposite, if anything. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's only going to slow her down. Yeah. It's not going to speed her up. And there's also been the only other reason, like valid reason in my in my opinion, that they would have that as part of the like banned substances is if it masked other drugs. Right. But it, it there's been no evidence of that either. So basically people are just kind of saying this is fucked that she's been kicked out of the Olympics for smoking some weed. After she was banned, she tweeted, I am human, which also got heaps of backlash because people were thinking that she was using it as an excuse. But I really loved the Take in Zebra Blaze newsletter who she wrote, people often use the phrase, I'm human or I'm only human, as if to say it's in my nature to make mistakes or to be human is to be inherently imperfect. But I see I am human as something else, a declaration more than an excuse or explanation, a reminder of a simple fact of existence. To be human is to be right and wrong all at the same time, to be perfect and imperfect, to be divine and yet so incredibly corporeal. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's This is such a fascinating but like infuriating story because it just showcases how yeah like behind the the like global conversation is with what we all just kind of know to be true on a certain level now I I just can't imagine the frustration Mm. of knowing that something is going to be made legal it's just it is going to be made legal at some point in the next 50 years but it just isn't right now because of these stupid bureaucratic reasons And that's just having all these real life impacts now when we know that they're stupid. Yeah. It's just so, it's like so frustrating to think about. And it's also just really frustrating that 
that other athletes have gotten away with using performance enhancing drugs mm-hmm. for the majority of their careers like Lance Armstrong yeah was using it for years as kind of shamelessly he was doping in like those big vans that the media was filming while he was doing yeah it it was just like an open secret he won numerous cycling competitions before ever having to face the consequences of it and this 21 year old girl smokes weed in a place where it's legal after losing her biological mum and being told about it by a reporter and she's kicked out of the olympics it's just it's just stupid it's like again one of those things that it, it like obviously the Olympics isn't gonna what does it make themselves irrelevant, but it's like kind of the thing with like awards ceremonies and stuff where it's just yeah. like And Osaka, Naomi Osaka is like really similar. Mm. Yeah. Naomi Osaka saying she didn't want to do press for her mental health and then just kicking her out of the tournament essentially. Yeah, they're just completely eradicating their like relevance to a certain like you say they'll all be always be relevant to a certain extent, but it's just if you know that the best, the fastest woman in the world isn't competing in the Olympics, yes. how is the Olympics worth watching? If yes. you know that someone who's like the most competitive player, and it's like Wimbledon. Exactly. Okay, we'll still watch Wimbledon, but we know the most competitive player in the tournament isn't playing. So why is it interesting? Yeah. And I just think that. Yeah, if the person, the whoever wins Wimbledon, yeah. Wimbledon's women's will constantly be thinking well would i have won against naomi osaka and historically if anyone looks back at that win they'll say yeah but that was the year osaka wasn't in it or yeah. with this with this girl and it's i think it's so unfair with something like the olympics as well because it happens every four fucking years you have a peak of you train your whole life for this one event and then you have four years before you can train for it again and you have no idea in that four years if your body has passed its peak like mm. performance ability, if you can get stronger or not, you could have an injury. This is, oh my God, it's just, it's so incredibly unfair. And obviously, as we've talked about a billion times before, anti-marijuana, anti-weed laws are like inherently racist. If she'd have gone out after finding out her mother had died and smoked a bottle of whiskey, sorry, smoked, <laughs> she'd have gone out after her mother died and drank a bottle of whiskey and smoked 500 cigarettes, that is fine. But having a joint, which is just, arguably a healthier more relaxed chilled way to deal with it gets her it's, it's just I know. ridiculous or it even just is racist yeah exactly yeah aoc tweeted that it was rooted solely in the systemic racism that's long driven anti-marijuana laws and it has like such a knock-on effect as well because if she she's got all this attention around her rightly so if she then went to the olympics and won she would get all of these brand sponsorship deals. She'd probably become the face of Nike. She would get, you know, it's it's like, it's going to have this knock-on effect. It's, you know, it's like imagine if Simone Biles had never been able to appear at the Olympics. Mm. She'd never be on the cover of Vogue. She'd never mm. be on the cover of Vanity Fair. She wouldn't be like, she would have made a tenth of the money she's ever made. She would have no name recognition. It's basically just cut down what would be like her entire career kind of. Her entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It's also quite interesting that the Olympics is going ahead mm. right now. <laughs> Nuts. So I can't remember if it was The Guardian. I think it was The Guardian Today in Focus podcast uh, did an episode about the Olympics. And basically no one in Japan wants the Olympics to happen. You know how many people have to come? How many? 80,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> For all of the trainers, all the competitors, all of the sports coaches and things in the and middle whatever. of a pandemic in the middle of a pandemic the olympic village literally has like eighty thousand people in it and they're coming from every corner of the globe into one place so when you talk about variants 
and super spreading events. Variants are caused by kind of people with different versions of COVID coming together and creating new strains. God. So people in Japan are terrified there's going to be like an Olympic super variant. There fucking will be now. Yeah. So, and basically the Japanese people, I think 80% of the population are against the Olympics happening, but the Olympic body who are like not evil, but just money-hungry freaks, um, they told the Japanese government that if they pull out, they will have to pay the cost, which is like $1.4 billion. So the Japanese government literally can't afford to not have it because they'll be sued for not... Okay, this is when we need a overseer of the world. <laughs> I know. To we be like, um, okay, there's a fucking pandemic. Japan doesn't have to pay yeah. to not have... Just do it next year, but next year is the World Cup for football and something else. So they're saying no, we want we want to have the whole year. And the Guardian podcast was just saying it's it's so selfish of the Olympic body to do that as well because it would have been such an amazing thing for people to be excited and celebrate next year. Like if Mm. we were kind of out of the pandemic and everyone the world was opening up travel again and it did feel like we were out of the gate, it would be such a community building thing versus now where the whole time people are going to be feeling anxious if there's any kind of spreading or anything there there's going to be a huge amount of backlash people still going to be kind of stuck inside so there's not going to be this feeling of wanting to be hopeful or whatever it just seems unnecessarily rushed Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's been so much tennis on the bloody world. I love what the is World it? Cup. Football. Uh, sorry, the Euros. Is yeah, that football? football? Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. I won't bore you with the details, but it's. it's I been a roller well, I had to watch it on Saturday, and I found it so boring. The soccer one. Mm. Oh, sorry, the England game. Mm. England. Uh, England could win, which would be really exciting. But they they don't play very like exciting football. Everyone keeps being like, "Bring it home!" Yeah, bring I'm it like, home. "Shut up!" And then everyone <laughs> I was like, "To bring it home." If, I, I was just <laughs> sipping a tea, completely sober, watching this boring game, and then um. Everyone was partying all night, and the next morning I got up and like walked outside, and there was just a man pissing on my house, and he was like, "Sorry," and I was like, "For God's sake, go to bed, <laughs> go to bed. It's not a big deal." Um, the the France Switzerland game was crazy. I just love like the French. They're, oh yeah, they're so lazy, and then they'll just play the most beautiful soccer you've ever seen, and then they'll just be lazy again for the rest of the game. That's funny. It's vibes. Um. Um. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Sorry. What you no, saying? I was gonna say there's this um. 17 year old girl called Coco Goff who is from the States and this is Wimbledon I'm talking about 
And she's like tipped to be the, she could win the tournament. She's 17. That's amazing. Um, and she's tipped to be like the next big thing in tennis. When she was 15 years old at Wimbledon two years ago, she bet Venus Williams. Oh, wow. Which is absolutely crazy. I didn't even know you could play when you were 15. I know, it's quite <laughs> crazy. They're all yeah. so young. And then, yeah, so she's doing amazing, which is quite exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. We're rooting for you, Coco, in the absence of Naomi, or I guess. She bit Naomi too, I think. Did she? Yeah, I think she bit Naomi a couple years ago. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this horny Netflix show everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Sex slash life is such a bad name. Such a bad name. Such a bad show. Such a bad show. <laughs> like, everything about it is terrible. All weekend, all I could hear was people talking about this guy's like monster penis. Yeah, I've been sent it via WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> Which I forwarded to you, of course. And I forwarded it to Zach and he was, it was like, I'm at work. Like, Please <laughs> don't send me this. He's like, I did not even ask for it. So it's basically this new horny show about a woman who's like a mom and married to her lovely husband, but keeps thinking about her horny dirtbag ex-boyfriend. And it's basically about her like coming to terms with trying to still be like sexual I guess and also be a wife and a mother which it feels stale but it's just there's like a lot of sex I think that's why people like it it feels like something that should have come out when we were fully in lockdown I think people would have yes responded more I think it would have like exploded then even though it kind of has exploded now I know Um, because people were so starved of human contact now I'm kind of just like okay this exists I would never obviously have watched it if I hadn't heard everyone talking about it but I think the reason any anyone's talking about it is because of this Australian guy's like huge dick yeah literally that's why I got cast it's funny because she's so gorgeous like she's really beautiful and so is her friend they're both like the most beautiful women and then the men are just foul the Aussie guy when he started talking it made my skin crawl I think it's because he's he's from Wollongong which is hilarious and they did this amazing story where they went to Wollongong and interviewed his high school friends to um testify that he in fact, did have the huge penis because people thought it was. Who went to? Who went there? Some news outlet like found people on the ground in Wollongong to confirm, and they're like, "Yep, he's always been a big boy or something." Really? (laughs) Everyone thought it was a prosthetic. So wow. Basically, in like one episode, the thing that's cool about it is that mostly in these TV shows, there's a shower scene, and it kind of pans down, and then it stops, and then you stop seeing like male nudity Mm -hmm. and they kind of play on that where they do that cutoff shower scene twice as a psych out. And then in the third episode, the woman's husband who's caught her writing in a journal about how she wants to buzz her ex finds the ex goes to where they're at the same gym. And then in the shower, when it goes to like pan down, you think it's going to cut away, just keeps panning. And then you see the monster penis. Wow. And it's a great artistic choice because I think no one saw it coming. And now there's a, a viral TikTok thing where people are filming their, like, husbands and partners responding. I think it's at, like, 3.22 <laughs> on episode 3, 3 minutes 22, and it's, like, husband watching 3 minutes 22, and they're all like, oh, come on. That's so funny. I'm at the end of episode 2, so. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, the show's terrible. It's it's just very easily easy to watch, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm, like, a fan of a good, terrible Netflix show, but even this is yeah, we spent so long watching that weird first dates show. Yes, we did. But I loved – so, like, I lo- did you ever watch The One? 
No. Oh, okay. So that's a that's a bad Netflix show. Oh, but yeah. It's sorry. Like it's quite to good that. to watch. Whereas this, it was just it was just so bad. I'll watch it to see the penis. But there's also been like a lot of conversation about how it would be if it was the opposite way around, right? Like if if we were all freaking out. I don't know. But I think this is the thing where it's interesting because it's like the first example in ages of, I guess, male objectification. Yeah, I, I guess feels kind Mescal? of groundbreaking. I don't know why Paul yeah, like in my Paul brain Mescal. so much. Today. Yeah, I think it's that similar thing where it still feels kind of culturally groundbreaking to see stuff like that because it just happens so rarely. Yeah, and she had a you saw her naked within the first five minutes of yeah, episode one. Exactly. Yeah, there's like so much nudity and sex stuff in it, but I don't, I feel like you just don't see. It's weird how you never see erect penises in. I think if a penis is erect, it literally has to be considered porn. Right. I'm pretty sure, according to the rules, which is like quite an odd. I was just thinking that when I watched the show, how the rules that we have around what you can view in sex scenes is obviously so informed by what men are comfortable with. Mm. You know, like it's women are always fully frontal, fully naked, and men are so rarely shown naked at all. And if they are, it's like a very quick skimming shot and it's always when they're flaccid yeah which i think is yeah it's kind of interesting or their butts yeah <laughs> I, I just let the word butt but there was but. heaps on um i went on twitter today to see the reactions from harry styles and olivia wilde on their boat and you can see harry styles's butt crack and people <laughs> are like he has a butt crack like everyone's just like losing their minds yeah i mean harry styles i guess it's funny because like women have always objectified men in the sense you would have those cosmo or cleo bachelor pull out yeah, posters like, yeah. like women had posters of guys on their walls and the bachelor is kind of like that i guess to a certain extent but it never feels real i think it's i think it's because the stakes are so much higher for women to be beautiful and objectified where it's like can be the difference between them making money or not or like getting whatever you know it's for men it feels like a bit of a novelty because it's like no you've got every you know for this guy that's in this show it's like you're tall you're white you're hot you're young you're wealthy it's kind of a novelty that he's also being objectified whereas for women it's like the thing that makes them yes wealthy and powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think that's why it why it feels different feels kind of grosser or something because it's like the men are gatekeeping and if the men deem women hot enough then that actually gives them access to power whereas men already have power so it kind of just feels like a funny play on the yes, dynamic yes, it doesn't feel exactly yeah i think i think you've hit the nail on the head because i was trying to figure it out too where i was like why is it different but it just is yeah and that's the thing because it's like it's the men choosing the women and it doesn't feel like i don't know if it's because i don't know i just think that a woman is when women are passing this around with each other we're not being like oh my god oh my god that's so hot like no one finds it hot it's just like a kind of funny thing to talk about mm. do you know what i mean it's like the way that i feel like women are so much more like erotically stimulated by 
intelligence or a sense of humor or conversation or you know what I mean so in that sense I think it's kind of funny as well because it's not I don't think that guy's going to struggle to find work now or people won't take him seriously I mean he's like a terrible actor <laughs> so he maybe he should so yeah but I'm like it's not one of those things where like with Dakota Johnson I think because she was in 50 shades of gray there was conversation of oh will she struggle to crossover and have mainstream appeal or whatever yeah it doesn't happen with guys it doesn't happen with like jamie dornan no like michael fassbender in shame he's like dick is out all the time i haven't seen that his penis is massive as well is it Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. and it's funny as well because because like for all we women like we'll maybe make jokes about men with big dicks but i think men and women like everyone knows that women don't really give a fuck like a, yeah, know? that's another thing I wanted to talk about because I feel like that's it's kind of one of these areas where I do feel it's like height, hair loss, and penis size, like the three spaces in which men are like I think most subject to like the beauty beauty standards mm. that women like torture women. Yeah, and I think that the penis size thing is very tied to like old-fashioned ideas of masculinity and who's more powerful and patriarchy and all this gross stuff. So I think it is actually quite an important cultural topic. But like you say, I think it's almost more among between men with each other than yeah. it is between women and yeah, men. Yeah, like women don't, don't care. I know women kind of joke about it sometimes, like it's been punchlines on Sex and the City and stuff, but I don't think it's like yeah this source of – the height thing, meanwhile. Yeah, the, I, the height thing, I, I think, between women yeah. is considered much more, which is still rooted in the same, like, gross kind yeah, of which, sexist which stuff. Also sucks because last week we were talking about the beauty, the beautiful thing and height. Like, what can you do? Yeah. Bar wear kind of platform shoes and be taken, have the piss taken out of you. And it's there are literally statistics that show that short men are, are likelier to commit, I think, violent crimes or sex crimes. And it's tied to this fact that they are constantly having their masculinity questioned or threatened. So they feel the need to overcompensate, which is like really toxic and Horrible. sad and fucked. And women actually do play into that because women can say really cutting and nasty things in regards to height that just fucking perpetuate the problem. Yeah. And even just on dating apps, having the height there Mm -hmm. but then it's like i guess you'd want to have your height there because you'd rather people just know straight out than date you and yeah not like you because they're remember when that guy on the dating app said to you he goes my um i i met a friend of yours i met a friend of yours last night or something she said you're really tall and you were like um i think i'm just not kind of average height yeah why yeah yeah (laughs) And he was like, well, I'm five foot four, I think, or five foot five, and I'm like five foot nine. And he's then he tried to make a joke about it, which is fine, but then he was like, well, don't worry, I can I can climb up no. to reach you or something. And I was like, no. Why did you make that joke? <laughs> I just had this vision of him, like, climbing up my leg or something. Yeah, but I have a vision of him, like, sending that and just feeling, you know, you just feel Sad. so, you're, like, telling them the thing that's always a deal breaker. I know. It is. It's terrible. It really is. This is why women have to fucking like buck up and start sorting their shit out, honestly. Because if we're demanding that men stop just going out with women because they're hot, we can't also be like, but you can't be short. Yeah. Literally. Or bald. Like, that's yeah. not nice. I was even thinking the other day about how women are just like throw themselves at famous people. Yeah. And, and powerful people. Mm-hmm. 
when they're disgusting, like even just thinking about that Matt Hancock guy. Yeah. <laughs> just all dis- all disgusting, rich, old, gross politicians and just anyone with a bit of power. And I was like, I was like, ladies, we've got to stop doing that because then we, yeah, exactly. We can't tell men off when they fucking dump our asses in 10 years to go out with someone who's our age now. Yeah, no, actually on that, sorry to keep recommending the Guardian's podcast, but they're just brilliant. They did an episode about Matt Hancock and they interviewed a relationship expert about why so many powerful men have affairs. Hmm. And the relationship expert was basically saying that it's a really toxic combination when you get an insecure man who gets power and an insecure woman in the proximity of power because they are like magnets drawn to each other. She was saying that women who throw themselves at or like are very much attracted to men yeah, in positions of power who are very wealthy in their orbit. It's a sign of their own insecurity with their own sense of status. And then often men who are drawn to being powerful or in positions of power do that because they have an insecurity in themselves and their sense of status. So it's like if you're orbiting this space, you're both kind of have the same mm. feeling that it will make me – like myself more or feel better about myself if I'm considered powerful. And then if you have a young woman or a aide or something who has this same feeling and she sees you as the answer to that, then that's like this deadly combination or 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 perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. It's thinking that that person paying attention to you and wanting to date you or wanting to like have sex with you or whatever, it's more about validating your Mm self-worth than it is about like – getting that person yeah exactly and it's the same the other way around so they're not even about nothing's about you and then she was saying that for a lot of these men which we talked about their wives that they're married to knew them before they became this Mm -hmm. powerful person so then they become this reminder of this person they're trying to get away from because they're in love with like a non-powerful version of them and like as they get more successful that can kind of it can kind of make them sick to be reminded that they didn't used to be this way. So then their wife like will represent. Um, yeah. The boring old version a, of themselves. A, a old version of themselves that they hate. Whereas this new person is in love with like who they want to see themselves as. So yeah. that's why they're attracted to them. Wow. Very interesting. Mind blown. I know. I love relationship experts. Should we do? Yeah. What should we do? We've. Oh, I actually watched Train Spotting last week, so that we could. Oh yeah, Johnny Lee Miller's in it. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the only like movie I know him from. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Cool. All right, so we're gonna finish off by not really talking about Jade moments because we kind of talked about Jade moments at the start with like Pete Davidson and Phoebe doing their weird Wimbledon appearance and Gwen Stefani's really Jade cowboy boots in her <laughs> husband's chapel. Um, but this is just a, another kind of funny celeb story that we've been meaning to talk about for weeks and just keep it keeps getting pushed out of the dock. But last week I went to the movies and tried to see that new Lynn Manuel oh, thing. Oh, in the Heights. That's in the Heights. so panned. Yeah, it was getting really, really bad reviews he but, just he like can't do anything right yeah <laughs> but there was nothing on at the movies and as you know because you were invited on our little date we wanted to go see one anyway it sold out and so the only other thing that was on randomly was train spotting so mm-hmm. i went and saw that at the movies because i've never seen it before it's like this really old movie that was filmed in the uk and scotland with a bunch of guys who are heroin addicts and one of the people one of the main characters is johnny lee miller Mm-hmm. Now, Johnny Lee Miller has made his way onto the AWD Google Doc because a few weeks ago, 
Angelina Jolie was seen leaving his New York apartment twice, which is very interesting because she used to be married to they him. They used to be married. They're a great. Angelina, honestly, Angelina Jolie has great taste in husbands. I love He's Billy hot. Bob Thornton. Johnny Lee Miller's fucking hot. He's really hot in train spotting. He's so hot in train spotting. And Brad Pitt is like the least interesting of her three husbands, honestly. Yes. It's like they've gotten worse, worse over time. Billy Bob was the best one. I don't know anything about Billy Bob. He's just like a sexy freak yeah, i just right. love him because yeah. i love young angelina she's just a same crazy bitch yeah so angelina was in new york she was photographed by the peps leaving her ex-husband's apartment apparently according to like all of the articles i read they've stayed friends over the years she was so she was seen going in there with a bottle of wine by herself on like a friday night Cute. um and then a couple of days later she was seen with pax one of her sons leaving the apartment and apparently the they have stayed friends this whole time since their divorce. But the crazy part about it is, so they dated, where's my fucking timeline? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I wrote it wrote it down. But they, they dated and got married and then divorced like within like a three-year gap right before she met Brad Pitt or Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh So she'd uh just broken up with Johnny Lee Miller, Mm -hmm. then met Brad Pitt, and then it all went from there. But she said in a 2004 interview that divorcing Miller was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. (sighs) Quite crazy. Okay, yeah, so this is... I think they're really well – and he's just gotten divorced recently, right? He, he got, got divorced, divorced last recently. year. So, so I they're think, both single. Can you imagine if your husband's ex-wife was Angelina Jolie and then you got, they stayed friends and you'd just be yeah, like – so we, stressful. Yeah, so so because with, with her marriage to Billy Bob, didn't she do something weird with blood? Yeah, she's always been into like knives and that uh, – the carrying vials of blood around oh, thing, yeah, I think, is right. just like an old-fashioned like – 19th century thing that she does like she's yeah so she used to carry around billy bob's blood in a vial around her neck or something right and then she was photographed wearing jeans with johnny lee miller's name written on them with blood oh my God, i love her she's love like her. she's like ditch the maximara cashmere sweaters and just get back into this old and mode i know immediately yeah so right so so they got married six months after they started dating she was just 20 years old she wore black rubber pants and Miller's T-shirt with his name written on it in her own blood. That's romantic. Yeah. It actually is. Yeah. They've remained friends ever since and Jolie's previously expressed regret over their breakup. I think Johnny Lee Miller, I do just think that the American woman-English man mix is like a very dynamic and like potent mix because I think English – it's like Madonna, how she was married to Guy Pierce for ages. I think it's uh, – Englishmen have this – Je ne sais quoi. Like they're very self-assured. Mm. They're very funny. They're very secure in their own skin. They're usually very talented, and I think they present like a kind of counter to that like mad Hollywood energy because they just don't care that much about Hollywood. Yes, I think that it would be really great second chapter of Angela's life to get back with Johnny Lee Miller. Same. I, I can't believe as well that I obviously know Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are still together, but I'm like, this is just so random. Feels like we're in a time warp or something. Feels like the pandemic's done weird things to yeah, for sure. people's brains. I, I know. want a um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt reunion next. Yeah, no, fully. Gwen- yeah, I was watching Gwyneth's like Vogue thing where she goes through her outfits and she's just 
she's so cool. I know. She's talking about, she's like, this is when I was engaged to Brad Pitt. And she just kind of like says it with this eye roll. Like she just finds it kind of wryly amusing that yeah. she used to be engaged to Brad Pitt. Yeah. So speaking of Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie just got a tattoo that says, Epur si mueve, which is Italian for, and yet it moves. And the quote is Galileo Galilei, the scientist from the 1600s, who said that the earth rotated around the sun instead of the other way around. Right. Was like ostracized mm-hmm. because everyone said you're being anti-Catholic or whatever for some reason. And he said that quote, and yet it moves, saying it doesn't matter what anyone says about me. The sun, like the earth is still moving around the sun. So I don't care. And people think that this is her saying with all the Brad Pitt divorce stuff, it doesn't matter what all the chatter is. The truth is the truth and it will come out eventually. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Which I feel like she's pretty intentional with her like decisions. I know. So. I know. I find it kind of funny. I know that. She's, um, the, the, it's like a really hectic custody case. I know. Like I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say, I know that like we, we're guilty of standing Brad Pitt as well and like loving that he's riding around on a bike with what's her face. Uh <laughs> oh, Ali Yeah. <laughs> and that like random German little thotty. Yeah. But then, it, yeah, the custody battle is intense. He's been accused of literally like child abuse. And um, there's been, I was, I read how that, that divorce lawyer, that really famous one who Laura Dern based her character in Marriage Story on, yeah. she came out and said that she left representing Angelina Jolie in that case because she found her too gnarly and how hardcore she wanted to go after Brad Pitt. Wow. So who knows? And and she just, I just, she just wouldn't, you wouldn't put your kids through that unless it was something really intense. So. Yeah, I know. I think Brad Pitt is like very much relying on this like lovable. I know. We always do that kind of thing. We let them get off. It's like what Raven Smith said. He was like, Brad, we've all kind of talked about how like middle-aged white men doing the bare minimum just shouldn't cut it anymore. And yet at the same time, everyone just shamelessly stands Brad Pitt. And I was like, that's really true. Yeah. I know. The more disheveled and like overgrown his beard is and baggier his pants get we're like hot <laughs> amazing wow uh, anyway okay bye, bye. here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.